This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everybody, welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts sometimes. <laughs> and I'm Kyle and this ain't Psalm Arabica. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't a fucking Arab in Egypt. We are not an Arab. That is true. This is hashtag adulting, Kim. I know. You can't be Muslim as a hashtag adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dear Lord. Obviously, you're the one that's being childish. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I really want to teach Cheryl and other members of the cast the difference between fighting for something and fighting with. Right. It definitely seems like she's fighting for love mm-hmm. for all the right reasons. But she's just fighting with Josh, not for him. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I don't know. I get, like what would fighting for him even look like? Would that be confronting his mother in a in a way that would actually result in a productive conversation? I don't know. For me fighting for Josh would mean Josh got really sick and she was working three jobs while taking care of her kids to fight to like pay for his medical care. But right now. Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, what? Yeah. Nothing. Fighting for Josh maybe would just be suppressing your completely insane urges (laughs) to, to fight about nothing with his mom and him. Yeah. I I hate her. I, I do too. I hate all these people. It's yeah. a problem. It's a real problem. And I don't know when the end is. I think the person I hate the least out of anyone is Josh. No, it, not even Josh is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it actually occurred to me God. that he is a sympathetic character. That's how bad this cast is. Yeah. Right. This is like season six, 90 day fiance level almost. I mean, he's cheating on her emotionally, but that's like a one out of 10. And we don't even know (laughs) if that girl ever even responded. Right. I mean. Even if she didn't, that's not great. But still, like, that's the, oh, he's a saint almost. That's that's a bar. That's where the bar is. I guess Angela's hasn't done anything objectionable other than be dumb. She's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, she really is, man. Wow. It's it's astounding. But yeah, we have some evidence this week. Little bit. I got some Cheryl evidence. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have some Lacey evidence. Did you see those pre-botched photos? Oh, so sad. sad. So we'll go through this. Okay. So the first first item that I have to go through, um, and I'm going to show you a picture because I had a I had a, a Patreon member ask about this in a DM. This is Glorietta. I'm turning it towards. Kyle, and this is her new tattoo, or maybe it's not I new. I can't really quite see it. Is it a bear or oh, a wolf? Oh, Jesus Christ. What it's, is it's, that? No, it's literally man bear pig. What's man bear pig? It's from South Park. It's man bear pig. Oh my God. It's oh, horrifying. What the fuck is that? It's really bad. I'll post a picture at Reality Cray Cray on Instagram. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, if you had to identify one specific. I would say bear. Yeah. I guess, but its mouth is so fucking weird. And then it looks like <laughs> it looks like its forehead is it's like doesn't have fire. any hair. Its forehead doesn't have any hair. Doesn't it kind of look like an ape up on this? Like the forehead? No, it nose looks like area? kind of a person in the forehead yeah. area. And like a Neanderthal the, almost. Yeah. And its ears are 
like a vampire bat or something? Well, its its fur on the top of its head is on fire. Oh my in flames. god, that's awful. It's really bad, and it covers her entire shoulder. So that's Glorietta's tattoo. I'm assuming and it's why new. Is I don't it remember on fire? from the season. I don't know. <laughs> there, there are no answers, no good responses. Before wow. we get into Cheryl and Josh, which by the way, the Cheryl and Josh stuff is a huge spoiler. So I'll warn you before we when we get there. Um, but Lacey... They just got back from their honeymoon. Yeah. No. That's false. Lacey, <laughs> um, where where did these pre-botched photos surface? Because so much stuff surfaces in our Patreon Facebook group that I don't actually know where it originated. I'm not sure. Yeah. But there were pictures of Lacey posted in what we would assume are high school or her very early 20s. And she looks completely different. Yeah. Looks cute. You can tell it's the same person. But what's interesting about those photos to me is is like, yeah, like the lips are clearly way less concerning and bad. But I feel like it's actually mostly, and don't hate me, I'm just looking at the pictures. I think it's actually mostly a weight thing. It's It's a proportions of boobs and butt. Boobs, butt, filler... But it's mostly the proportionality. Like her face looks much narrower, which yes. fits her frame normally, right? Her natural frame without the botched work is actually like she just looked very narrow. Yeah. In in thin, just generally thin with small boobs and just a a butt. Not even that you small, would, just yeah. like normal. Normal I don't average, know. yeah. And same with her butt. So there's there's some there's something happening there. But her face, she she looked like a mid a, a small Midwestern town cheerleader. That's the only way I can think of. I'm way more into that than whatever's going on now. <laughs> I the only thing I can think, and you know, just maybe me being an optimist here and just trying to put myself in her position, it might have just been a matter of she had a bunch of kids, and mm-hmm. she felt like she had to get that work done because she wasn't that's looking, how she makes her money she wasn't looking the same as before mm-hmm. and so i can either look like i've had a bunch of kids natural or i can get real cray cray with it and and, and go yeah. go for the uh go for that crowd <laughs> and then we saw i mean we see this i put on the same line along the same lines as the darcy and there actually there is a a word for this this phenomenon where you you look in the mirror and you think you look ugly and you continue to get more and more body work. dysmorphia. It's it's Michael Jackson, right? I mean, did the same thing, yeah. like famously. Um, and I see it like, and we'll talk about this more on Ninety Day Fiance, Cray Cray. But Darcy in that Entertainment Tonight interview this week, I feel like you're losing sleep over that. Her face is literally looks like it is contorted and and actually deformed. Like, and I'm not saying that to be mean, but like the filler is to whoever did that filler should get their license taken away. Like it is to a level where it is unprofessional. I don't even think you have to have a license to do some of these cosmetic medical procedures. You just have to work like a med spa, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just like they should have had the professional like obligation to say no. Right. And it, her, Darcy is so cute. If you look at pictures of her from even 10 years ago, I even think on the most recent season of 90 Day, she looked I, good. No, in her, she IT, fine. in her ITMs, I think she looks great. She looks great. And then it's just like you keep wanting to do more and more and more. 
So it's just really scary. We see a pattern among some of these cast members, but Lacey, it was, she's so young. I think it was just particularly sad. And she's still young, which yeah. is the craziest part about it. I know. It sucks. All right. Enough about that bummer time. This is a spoiler. We will talk for two minutes. So skip ahead four times on your app if you don't want to hear the spoiler. Starting now. Trash alert. Holy shit. Okay. Cheryl Jerry, and Ch- Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. I'm going to read. Um, I get Tommy. Tommy. Sorry. <laughs> Josh and Cheryl. Um, let me just read Josh's comment on Facebook. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell everyone how your dear old daddy used to drop you off at the strip club and then come to get you and take all the money you made. And still today, that's all you want to do to make that extra. He can pimp out his daughter and say, he'll respect me as a thief. Okay. And don't get me started on the brother. This whole inbred looking family can't say shit about my family. (laughs) Holy shit. Cheryl comes back. Reason I went back to stripping was because you wanted the money. I wouldn't do it. So you sold drugs with your mama. Stop being a liar. Spelled L-I-E-R. Or I post the pics. The pics of what? I don't know. Anyway, there was more. um, Well, then Cheryl literally accuses. I, I mean, she doesn't say it directly, but she very clearly accuses Josh of having sex with his mom. She does. She said that the mom broke up with Kenny and that Josh like locked himself in the room with his mother for hours on end and then quote unquote doing whatever people do at night when they're locked in their room together. I was like, oh, that is a low blow. It's really gross. It's really (laughs) gross. And also threatened to send screenshots of text messages to his PO. God. Real, real good people. Quality people we're dealing with here. Just class all around, right? Compare this, though, with, like, Lizzie from last season. Look, I mean, Lizzie, I don't know. Maybe she's she's actually been doing pretty well. You know, she stayed sober. She's got a job. She has a new boyfriend. Age appropriate. She, She appears to be doing better. But she kept her shit together on social media. Very well. I will always give her credit for that. Yeah, for sure. She never once like lashed out at anyone or did she ever lash out at Scott when there was like that weird intermediate intermediary time maybe a little but only directly at Scott and yeah. like never and he deserved yeah. it because he yeah, was being broke. super weird on social media too totally so I don't know we just good times all around so trashy oh anyway do you have any more evidence no let's let's no postcards keep going from jail here. okay Right. Let me see. Where did we start off with this episode? Did, overall, did you enjoy the episode? I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, I I have some questions for sure. <laughs> uh, like Angela questions. Like, have, why did the police just thank you hand over all of Tony's belongings? I am so confused by that. Someone has to wait. I think people were talking about this on our Facebook group. I'm so confused. Why? And that's a lot. How did he have that much shit? By the way. He, she must have power of attorney. That is the only explanation. Yeah, He must have signed over his rights to give that stuff to her. You don't just give somebody and his phone wasn't password or fingerprint protected. Come on. Right. And Michael, I was, yeah, but what if Tony is gay or what if he just doesn't know how to spell? That's probably the most likely scenario. Let's be real. (laughs) I thought about that too, though. I was like, maybe he's into this dude. Maybe Maybe she's French. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? 
so many different options. Did you read the text? No. Oh, I read some of them. I paused. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way Tony wrote those text messages. I don't feel like it either. Although all of the like sending a text every three seconds, like sounding very desperate. I could see that. There were no spelling errors. I mean, my man maybe knows how to use autocorrect. I don't know. And there were no like grammatical errors. By the way, the post that Cheryl posted on Facebook was so hysterical because the spelling errors oh, made it God. nearly unreadable. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Side note. Um, I, yeah. I can't tell if this was like production setup or what. It just seems unlikely that Tony's just going to hand over his phone with his password right. to Angela. Yeah. And then I she agree. just left all that shit in the parking lot. That's just, that's just littering. <laughs> In front of a police station. <laughs> just Isn't that like isn't actually that, concerning to leave a backpack? Right. I, that's what I thought. There's now there is an unopened backpack in front of a police station <laughs> or a jail. That's like when the bomb squad A hundred percent. Yeah. Like in an airport, there would be people all over that in like three seconds. I know. It's, it's scary. So stupid. That That's illegal dumping, Angela. <sighs> so... She comes out of the Tony visit. She cussed him. She screamed at him. She didn't want to hear it, but she tried to break up with him is what she claims. Do you think she's going to go back to Tony? No. I think this season is wrapping. I think this season's wrapping up soon. I think they're done. Mm. Yeah. I really hope so. I think there's going to be one more episode with Angela where she talks to Tony. She's still friend zoned as fuck. But she has a little mini therapy session with with the Tomster. And then that's it. I think they're done. Do you think we get to see her and Tommy banging out? No, he's friend zoned as shit. Oh, so, that sucks so bad. He's such a nice dude. He's too safe. Well, do you want safe or do you want like steak and a blowjob Tony? Why can't I have both? <laughs> Why do you think I'm married? No, never mind. Um, but, you know, I... Listen, she's attracted to Tony for a reason. This is her her MO. If, you know, honestly, I think if Tom if when she called Tommy and she was like, "Let's roll around town randomly and look for Tony." If he would have been like, "Shut the fuck up. I'm watching the playoffs. Get get out of here with that bullshit." She would have respected him a lot more. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, I know it she does call out that Tony's manipulative and that he's only using her because he's back in jail he's now. He's lying straight to production's face. So I feel like he, she has kind of figured it out a little. I don't know. It gives me hope. I just really, I don't want her to go back to Tony. He's, he's manipulating her because he even says it. I depend on Angela. Did you notice that she said, he's hiding another female. Females. <laughs> Angela said it. It was so <laughs> funny. Um... Yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say here. Completely blown away that all of his belongings were handed over to Angela. Makes no sense. The other woman lives with her parents. Never responded. Yeah. Allegedly. Angela's just emotional. (laughs) His interview from jail shook me. Where he was like, I'll get her calmed down. Don't you worry. The way they cut it was like making a murderer, kind of. Yes, it was. Yeah. You're totally right. It was super (laughs) creepy. Like, he knows exactly how to push her buttons and how to manipulate her. It's it's really fucked up. Tony sucks. Um, I'm sure I'll be able to talk her down from the ledge. And Angela leaves and takes off. That's the last we see of her. Speaking of sucking, you want to talk Lacey? (laughs) I do. 
Well, we know that Shane and Lacey banged a lot. All night. All it night. It was fucking fantastic. It was amazing. Three days until John comes back. Ugh. You wake up perfect, says Shane. And Lacey, like... In is, full makeup. And make sure that the covers are like pulled just the way that her butt is like in full view this is like one big ad for her cam modeling full view yeah yeah i think i don't know you gotta meet my kids why okay they haven't had a dad okay (sighs) this is so disturbing on so many levels and i could rant about this for the entire podcast okay one john is Fucking moving in in three freaking days. So wrong. Two, her dad brings her kids over with no warning. She has some random ass dude who just got out of jail, who's 21, by the way, in her house. And and the dad is like, what the hell? By the way, her dad, MVP of the episode. For sure. And then her kids are just supposed to like randomly meet this guy then with no forewarning and then meet John in three days. Who might be one of their fathers. And I'm sure that they know about John coming to live with them. I would hope she would have prepped them for that. They have to. These kids are going to be so fucked up. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? They're going to be like, yeah, there's, you know, this is how relationships are. It's so sad. It's just a revolving door of randos uh, fresh out of jail. They're going to be, they're going to be on meth, aren't they? (sighs) They're going to be like Matt. 3.0. 3.0. They're going to be like Daniel's friends. Yeah. It's sad. It makes me really sad. Her kids are really cute too. Doesn't This doesn't stop her. None of this stops her from asking Shane to move in with her. Italian's my favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the one. It's hard for me to laugh at anything that happens to Lacey because, because of her kids and because she sucks so much. Yeah. And because her kids are involved in the season. Like with Cheryl... I forget she has these three kids that she's just abandoned and left with her like very ill parents. Whereas like with Lacey, they're front and center. Do you want to steal a segment from 90 day gaze and do a little love after lockup theater real quick? (laughs) I don't know if we can pull it off. I don't think, well, no, they're way better at this, but let's do, okay. You are (laughs) Lacey's dad. Okay. And I'm Shane. All right. You just walked in the door. What do you love about Lacey? (laughs) Well, I, uh, I, we we met on a website when I was in prison. How old are you? Uh, tw- sir, 21, sir. <laughs> you know, last night was the best night of my life. Do you know anything about raising kids, Shane? Sean, Shane. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Shane isn't a bad guy, but Lacey needs a reality check, and her kids need to come first, and her kids need stability. Thank you, Dad. And end. My favorite part was when he straight up... I, so the, the best part about the dad is that he actually doesn't judge Shane that harshly, right? He's Obviously, he's not happy he's a convict, but he doesn't like straight up say you're a shitty person or fuck you Shane. And he's like, he actually goes after Lacey about this, which is appropriate when he's like, he almost is like production. He asks a question that production would ask. What do you feel like? She, how do you feel about her having another man's ring? Shane, how does that make you feel? I was like, Whoa, 
We've never seen that on this show. That was her dad, savage. How did her dad, who again, like you say, approaches this so reasonably with the questions and the way he asks, because he says in his ITM, like, I don't think that Shane is a bad guy. Like, it, well, this is he, Lacey's decision. And maybe. also, like, he has no supporting evidence to say he's a bad guy. He's like the opposite of Glorietta's mom. Yes. He he is waiting to judge. <laughs> He, he certainly wants to judge. I would too, but he doesn't know anything about him except he's a convict. He looks yeah. kind of weird and he has bad piercings and bad teeth. And he's 21. And I he's think 21. he gives him like, we, we forget about this, but Lacey is significantly older than him. He's like 29, right? Yeah. I actually think he kind of gives him the benefit of the doubt because he's 21. Mm-hmm. And you're just young and here's my daughter with her big old boobies coming in and manipulating you with her Italian food. He asked too, how do you feel when John gets paroled here? And Shane at this point is like over these John questions because he just found out this morning post bang that this John fellow might be Marlo's dad. Well, I'm glad he put his foot down though, because that his answer is the only obvious. It's so obvious he could have maybe prefaced it with if we're if if I'm going to be with Lacey, he's not going to live here. But he says very clearly he's not going to be able to live here. He's going to have to go somewhere else. Clear as day. Yep. Which if they're in a relationship is so just objectively obvious that I'm and I'm glad I, Shane answered all of her dad's questions like very clearly and very like simply and and mm-hmm. I think honestly too. Yeah. So, I mean, he did what he had to do, I guess. I mean, if it weren't for this very strange malicious wounding charge that's still very unclear <laughs> and yeah. very suspicious, if it weren't for that, let's pretend that didn't happen. Shane doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. No, he just he's seems just, a little kind of a dum-dum. He's dumb. Yeah. But he hasn't done anything objectionable on camera. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he might be homophobic. Yeah, he might be <laughs> sure about the nature of the malicious wounding still he's offended that she still has the wedding ring yeah which is reasonable also <laughs> what do you think how how is this going to play out like john gets out in three days i'm very nervous for these two to come face to face the dumbest scenario is the one that's going to occur that john has to be in her house and that shane has to leave not necessarily, but the dumbest scenario is that Lacey just doesn't say anything to John and he just shows up and then there's a confrontation in front of their house and uh, bonus points because Lacey's kids are probably going to be inside the house watching too. Oh my God. That makes me like not watch. <laughs> anything else about these two? No. Love you, Lacey's father. Uh-huh. All right, before we move on to Glorietta, um, we don't have any sponsors this week, so we thought that we would take a quick minute to talk about our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash realitycraycray, you can find our Patreon page. It is five bucks a month, and here's what you get. We do two hours a week of public content for you. If you listen to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray and Love After Lockup, you're getting two hours of our episodes. If you sign up for Patreon, because you can't get enough, you get double 
what we normally put out. So we do an extended edition of 90 Day Fiance, which is usually about an hour in length. And then we do what's called B-Sides and 90 Day Classic, which essentially is another hour-long podcast only for Patreon members, which is really kind of, I don't know, it's much more like intimate in terms of we just are much more open and, and candid about ourselves, what's going on in the news with Love After Lockup and 90 Days. We Sometimes we're just shoot the shit for a little bit. Um, it's fun. It's not as boring as, as I just made it sound. <laughs> and then we talk about a classic 90 Day Fiance episode that I have never watched before. So right now we are covering season two, which is iconic because of Danielle and Mohammed. But there are some super interesting storylines on there. Um, what else do you get? You get access to our private Facebook group with over 1,100 members right now. It's invitation only for Patreon members. It's where we spend the majority of our time on social media. If you want to interact with us directly, that's the best place to do it. And then uh, discount on our merch store and a bunch of other stuff I can't even remember right now. <laughs> I mean, we know that a majority of listeners are probably cool with an hour of 90 Day Fiance and an hour of Love After Lockup. Totally. Um, but if you are a super fan and you want more content, that's the way to get it. It's five bucks a month. It's the cost of a latte at Starbucks and you get to support the podcast. You know, we are independent podcasters. We're not part of a major network. Um, so it's really hard for us to kind of get that the sponsors and the marketing dollars that a major network would get. Like if you're part of iHeartRadio or something, it's also, you don't have to download a separate app. This is the number one question that I get. Um, the Patreon podcast, you can add it to your out of the box iPhone podcast app. I listen to it, to the Patreon episodes directly through my iPhone podcast app, just like I do all my other podcasts. And if you're an Android user, there are a variety of uh, podcast apps like... Uh, podcast Addict. Podcast Addict, yeah, is the most popular one that you can get the Patreon feed just like you would all of your other podcasts. All right. You ready to talk about Glorietta? I am ready to talk about Glorietta. I want to just say, I want to announce that... Over the over the last year and a half or so of podcasting, I have pronounced several cast members as the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest people that I've ever laid eyes on. Um, I feel like up until this point, who who is the current dumb champion? Caesar? No, because Caesar's fake. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't count. It might still be Nicole from yes. 90 Day Fiance. I have to say, Glorietta makes Nicole look like a Rhodes, a Rhodes Scholar. Makes her look like Doogie freaking Hauser. Yeah. Yes. This person is the dumbest person that I have ever seen on television. And the next time that I pronounce someone the dumbest, I'm counting on you to remind me of Glorietta <laughs> so that I can compare, so I can like refresh my memory and compare and contrast. This is the thing though. I find Glorietta entertaining and I'm ashamed of it. But I think maybe it's just because comparatively we have Lacey who sucks, Amber who sucks and is a bully, and Angela who's played out, and Cheryl who I just hate so much. Glorietta is at least like so, so far off the wall that yeah. I laugh. Do you know why it's fun? It's because the stakes are kind of zero. Yes. I feel like Alex... I don't think he's necessarily uh, a, a, a non-recidivist here yet. I don't know, but <laughs> they don't have. There's no kids. 
That's the big yes, thing for me. It makes it so much more enjoyable that there's 100%. just one misbehaved it, dog and it's Glorietta's mom's dog. Yeah. It's just, it's a big dummy and a guy that's trying to get back on his feet who is talking to other chicks. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I want to see. Totally. So I agree with you that it's entertaining. And believe me, I was laughing my ass off when she was trying to name various places in the Middle East. I died. <laughs> and then the hashtag adulthood. Like, what, the what does fuck? that have anything? It doesn't make any sense. Like, she thinks that his foray into Islam is just some like silly adolescent. Um, you know, thing that he did. It's hard to tell if she thinks that his foray into Islam, sorry, it, his foray into Musliman is, um, <laughs> if that is what's childish or the entire religion is just fake to her. I know. She kind of treats it's, it like yeah. it's all baloney. Yeah, I and, know. And it's really offensive. It so. is. She, her makeup at this dinner, oh, wow. it's like that cl- putting on clown makeup meme. It it's is awful. Her eyebrows are like painted and yeah. her lipstick is like when I used to try to wear lipstick when I was like 12 and I couldn't get it in the line. <laughs> I couldn't like keep it in the lines. This is the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm like, girlfriend, you haven't lived. <laughs> How many kids are we going to have? Let's start with a parent. a minivan. Okay, where are you going to get a big house in a minivan and a white picket fence? Like, do either of you even fucking work? What does Glorietta do? I don't know. She's probably like a psychologist. Like <laughs> fucking a mental health interventionist like all these other people. Oh, Lord. Okay, first of all, it is very suspect that her wedding scrapbook does not include what her ring will look like. Because when she shows up at that ring store, and we'll get into this, I know I'm jumping ahead. She's like, I don't know. I want all the colors and a diamond and a heart. I'm like, you know exactly what you want your ring to look like. You have thought about this ad nauseum. I essentially want a Lucky Charms bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, let's go back to the very first scene. They're going out because she needs to be wooed, Kyle. We know she hopped in the sack with him over a bottle of Patron the first night, the but bottle not Patron, the second night. Bottle Patron was not enough. I must not be enough. wooed. She must be wooed. She wants yes. to go out. So they dress up matchy-matchy. Yeah. Delightful. As you do. Have you ever matchy-matchied with your wife? Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> we have accidentally dressed the same. Oh, yeah. At work. <laughs> at work. Well, you intentionally dressed the same as me at work. It's really to tr- fun to fuck to with troll you. me. Yeah, it's so um, funny. My wife and I wear a lot of black. Yeah. And so we sometimes will be, literally, we will both go out in 100% all black. Yeah. It, that That's less offensive than this shiny, metallic pink that was happening in this episode. Um, oh, God. She says this is the happiest she's ever been in her life. Seriously? I yeah. Like going out to dinner? Don't get me wrong, it actually looked like a nice place. Just going out to dinner. But just going out to dinner? Like have you ever been on a date before? Has Honestly, nobody taken her on a date ever. I'm not sure. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but she is so dumb. And I think that she has probably tended to go out with pieces of shit in the past that didn't have any like real romantic intentions toward her. I feel like she's just picked dudes that wanted to bang. 
I don't even know if she's had a serious boyfriend before. Doesn't she like, isn't she super religious? Like, doesn't she meet dudes at church? You'd just think there'd be like one nice dude at church that would like ask her out on a date at some point. She's 34. There's been a lot, a lot of time has passed. I almost believe that dating Glorietta is immoral on its face. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're a God-fearing man, you can't go near her. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, How many kids are we going to have? Three? Three in a minivan. Three in a minivan. That's that's living the dream. So um, this whole like raising the child to be one of them Muslims... um, because really? she's, she's finding out just how big this Muslim thing is for Alexander, you know? This conversation was both so horrifying, <laughs> but actually pretty funny. And it was funny because it was so absurdly offensive. It was, and Alex kept it funny by not getting into like a fight about it like if he this is very turned, calm if this had turned into like a really bad like screaming match then it wouldn't have been very fun but the fact that he was so calm about it and just just t- he just took it and was like smiling a part of me ma- like felt like this was fraud and i'll tell you why We have had no evidence whatsoever yet that Alex is actually Muslim. I'm not saying that he's like a fake Muslim, but just in the back of my head, I'm just thinking like he's just said it on camera and he has taken a beating for being Muslim by Glorietta and her mom. And he just, he kind of doesn't seem to take it super seriously. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if this was a production storyline just to fuck with her or like spice up the drama or something. Or maybe something that Alex made up so that Glorietta would break up with him. Would break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. As we know from 90 Day Fiance, Zayed, tattoos are not acceptable. (laughs) Me not accept this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he has a lot of those. So So let me get this straight. You want our kid to be Muslim even though I'm Catholic? so calm it's called hashtag adulthood you have to make sacrifices i'm not familiar with the muslim religion no shit she said we ain't in psalm we ain't in psalm arabica we ain't we ain't in fucking arab she's like i want you to convert from muslim or no she says do you want me to convert to muslim and he's like to islam he actually corrects her yeah and then yes she calls it assam arabia instead of saudi (laughs) arabia i I assume and then she says we're not an arab (laughs) what like is she is she fucking with us like no i think she's really that dumb she doesn't know saudi arabia no she does not I, I also love that he's just like, he doesn't call her stupid. He's just like, listen, if you don't know the names of places, it's fine. Just like say the region. I, I, I like the way that he like dealt with it. It was so bizarre. It is so concerning that he's the most likable character on the show right now. I know. It like, it like hurts my soul. And but then, it's true. You know, she's like, scream, you want me? You're telling me I have to convert. And he's like, no, I'm just talking to you. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just asking you if that's like a possibility. Like, can we just have a fucking nice evening? 
Yeah. Can we just drink some goddamn wine and have a steak? She does at the end. She's like, well, I think I've just decided that I need some more alcohol. That's going to solve your problems. The solution to all of life's problems. <sighs> a Psalm Arabia. That'll never get old. That's great. Yeah. So they decide just to have a nice dinner. And then did you watch this two minute interlude where they're scrapbooking? Yeah. It was really funny. This is I a also heart like that and a he's, ring and the I also wedding like book. He's apparently like, he, he, he's, a, he's an Islam and... <laughs> And he's apparently like super big into astrology too. He was like Pisces. Yes. He oh, like, water signs. Yeah. <laughs> manipulative. I was like, ah, getting into it. Jeez. Kind of lends more credence to your theory that he's That's, not yeah. a real Muslim. I had like an itch in my head about it. Um, ultimately, I mean, it, I love it when she's like, which dress like should I get? And they, I, you look at those dresses. Those are like out of a bridal mat. Those are like twenty thousand dollar dresses. Totally, like Panina Tournay, like no. shit. Like there's just, there's no way this bitch is gonna get one of those dresses. No, they're going. Like, come if, on. If they ever do get married, they're going to Goodwill. Absolutely. Yeah, which is fine. no shame going to a consignment no. store. It's worry about my wedding dress. Well, let's just be real. Save a lot of money. But yeah, that that's they're not. <laughs> she's not going to like Kleinfeld here. All right, let's talk about the jeweler because this is. <laughs> A little bit odd. Was um, it odd because Alex has a jeweler? Well, I wasn't surprised by that. I know. But I kind of like, I want to know a little bit more about this guy and his business because Alex is clearly like a thief and a drug dealer and he has a jeweler who knows him pretty well. And I'm thinking like, are you complicit in money laundering? If you're selling like big diamonds to him, to, to you're like washing cash for him essentially, aren't you? No, he's like, just, but he is buying something. He's not. But he has to know mm. that it's illicitly gained money. So he's essentially a money launderer. No, because if he were a money launderer, he would essentially be overcharging Alex and then giving him kind of under the table, he like secretly a portion of the money back. Probably is. If he is, then that is illegal for sure. But, but just even, selling somebody something for cash. Well, look, if you, if you someone brings claim. in $10,000 and you know the guy is a meth dealer and you exchange that $10,000 for a fair market value diamond that he can go resell later. That's not that's, illegal. If you know that it's illicit money, it's not. Isn't like <sighs> accepting stolen goods illegal? Yeah, no, you're right. We would need I I need we need an officer of the law. There must be a gray area here. Yeah. Yeah. I it just seems hard to like definitively prove that you knew that money was coming from that specific income source. They seem to know each other pretty well. They really did. Yeah. In this case, I don't know. I mean It's an interesting question. It, it is yeah, that is. I would love uh, a police officer to to reach out. I mean, that's and why tell me. pim, you know that's why pimps buy all that gold jewelry. Yeah. It's so they can like bail themselves out mm-hmm. of jail and just have yeah have goods instead of cash because they right. take the cash. I mean, this is like in World War II, people used to sew diamonds and gold and jewels into the hems of their coats so that like the Nazis wouldn't take that shit. You know what I mean? On that note, <laughs> he got some money from his mom. Yeah. And they're going to work a deal. Um, He's going to pay it back little by little. 
she went from if he doesn't compromise, I don't know what he's gonna do to the kids can be Muslim. I can like have Muslim babies. Thirteen like my seconds. Allah, Absurd. Yeah. So Salam alaikum. What did you think about her picking out the ring? This is crazy. I am sorry, but a woman like Glorietta has to know exactly what she's looking for as far as a ring. And the fact that she like gets flustered and says, I want all the colors and meaning gold and silver. Just two colors. There's only two colors. Rose, rose gold. I guess. I guess. Three colors max. Um, it just seemed so strange. Yeah, it seems a little forced. Maybe he made it clear, like, we're going to my jeweler. Yeah. And that's what's happening. By the way, when they pulled up, I thought they went to a pawn shop. It kind of looked like that, Because didn't it? that's what the, like, storefront said. And then yeah. they got in there. I was like, it looks like a jewelry store. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. All right. I'm going to read the proposal that this convicted so this convicted felon did because it made me like Alex. I don't know why. It's so and the thing is what's funny about it is it actually is not completely out of character. He's actually pretty formal mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So if you would be so kind to let me get on one knee and give me the honor of taking your hand in marriage. Wow. That was it. <laughs> Did I your mean, husband like say all uh, lots of words? Oh, like yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There I was like see- a whole like 10 minute script. Oh, I could see there that. There were pages. You know, he's very like specific. Yes. I just I, said, you know, I great. said like two sweet things and then we marry me. That was it. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I might be being too optimistic. Is Alex like well spoken, at least comparatively to the rest of the cast? I feel like Alex must have read a lot in jail. That's what I think. I feel like he speaks like somebody that like read a lot of Gandhi or something. I don't know. He seems very Zen right now. He seems like somebody that meditates. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like this is, this is the behavior of someone that has really honestly found like a, a, like a religious based purpose, you know? And so, I'm, I, I am just throwing out there that weird theory that he's not really Muslim, but he he's acting like someone who's actually very devout. I know. I agree. He, he's very calm. He really has control over his emotions, because which is, the, that's what it is. He has control over his emotions. And yeah, nobody else does. The thing is, if, and the reason I say that he's acting like, like someone that's very devout is because if he was insecure about his faith, he would get super pissed off yeah. when people were saying this disgusting shit to him yeah but it just rolls off of him and i think it it's either because it's totally fake and he actually doesn't care at all or it's because he's just very very confident in what he believes and yeah it just doesn't even it, it can't hurt him that so we're we're oscillating between <laughs> oscillating between it's completely fake to he is completely confident and devout yeah. and doesn't care what anybody thinks i guess we'll I find guess, out yeah all right Okay, we have some breaking news. <laughs> Not news, just breaking evidence. Breaking evidence. Someone actually used the form on our website. Appropriately? Appropriately. 90dayfiancenews.com. Go to the contact button on the top right. Someone actually didn't believe that we were literally TLC or WeTV. This is incredible. All incredible right. news. So this is from listening, listener Carrie, who was a prison therapist for 10 years. What? S- starting when she lived in Dublin. 
Allegedly. Just kidding. We believe you. <laughs> um, I was re-listening to an episode and you brought up how LaMondre could have sent Andrea $18,000 while being in prison. LaMondre most likely makes his money from selling a drug called Tunchi a la Little Wayne or K2. What? It's an easy process to make and send into prisons and makes a lot of money. It's highly doubtful has been, he's been able to legally set aside any money before he went to prison. And even his statement about making $3,000 a day is very suspect itself because someone would have just killed him in a grocery store by now. No problem. Um, not to mention the mathematics of 300000 <laughs> minus all the operating costs, employees, and and losses. So he probably made about $100,000, which isn't too shabby. Um, blah, blah, blah. He would have been murdered in a police department lobby if he actually had that much money. Plus, it's Daytona. I live in Jacksonville, but I grew up two hours south of Daytona. And my opinion is it ain't Philadelphia where people from all the rural areas flock to get their drugs. It's just not necessary. So Colin Frauden on LaMondre earning that much money. Interesting. That was like an impromptu mathematics. Interesting mathematics perspective there. Yeah. About the local drug economy in Daytona. We had the most interesting listeners. Like people are doing some real shit out there. Remember when we had all the prison nurses? Like, Oh yeah, totally. God, I love that shit. I want to talk about prison therapy. I know. That's incredible. Like what is it like giving therapy in prison? And do you have to have somebody else, else present in the room? I There's wonder. no way they let There's like... There's got to be like two-way glass or uh, one-way glass with, a, with right? like 10 guys with guns there, right? It's really interesting to think about. Yeah. Thank you. That was... Uh, what's that person's name? Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. According to this show, there are clearly not enough of you. <laughs> Certainly. Okay, we have two more couples. Let's do Cheryl. I want his family to think I'm perfect. Hold on, I'm going to change my pants in the car. And then be a total bitch to everyone. To get the swamp gas off. Here's the biggest question of the episode, Kyle. Is Kenny bangable? Kenny is actually not a bad looking guy. (laughs) I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. He looks 10 years younger than Josh's mom. And he doesn't, like you say, I'm not saying that like I'm into Kenny, but like he's not that bad looking. No, totally. I was... Super fascinated, and I want to know so much more about Jared, Josh's uncle, the dude in a wheelchair with the gigantic dog and a death metal shirt with like blood and I don't know what it what it was. It looked like organs just like splayed about on that his guy shirt. Was cool. I liked him. I liked his dog, <laughs> and he just seemed super chill. Yeah, like, I was really yeah. I was really an uncle Jared too. Six years since Josh has seen Uncle Jared or most of his family. Well, anyone. Yeah. yeah. Or anybody in I've, the free world. I've been known to wear, like, I'm, I'm a metal guy. That's my jam, music-wise. I've been known to wear, like, a metal shirt once in a while. But nothing with, like, torture guts. and blood and guts on it. I don't know. That's where I draw the line, Kim. <laughs> okay. Cheryl, Cheryl sucks. She's being so weird and, and awkward. I hate it that they have like Glorietta and Cheryl that are like this, that are just like so needy, so clingy, <laughs> so just, why can't they have a dude on here that's like crazy, needy, and clingy? All the guys are turning out to be pretty, I know, pretty normal. I hate it. Except Vince, I guess. It annoys me because it like portrays all these women as nuts. Well, there's only one dude this season 
on the outside. Oh, Vince, yeah. everyone else is women. You're totally right. It's all male convicts. We don't have a Brittany or a Tracy. That's right. a problem. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. Amber here. is the only female convict. Oh, and I hate her so much. Anyway, we'll we'll get into her. So Cheryl cannot chill. Cheryl Cheryl has no chill. Do you think production made Kenny just plop right down next to Cheryl? It was incredible that he did that, and also <laughs> incredible that Kenny had zero interviews. Right? And yeah, he must have just been a really boring Or he must have been like, I'm not doing it. You can film me, but I'm not talking to you. That could be it. I always assume that they just cut it because the guy is just a fucking brick wall to talk to. Yeah, that's more likely scenario. Cheryl said she doesn't want to be within 20 feet of Kenny since Tina like is constantly accusing her begging him. But then, yeah, he plops down. Which is why it's so funny. So hilarious. He has to know. He has, oh, yeah. Like, if it wasn't a production, hey, go fuck with her, he has to know that this is, like, drama. So let's just go sit right next to her. Did, okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> is it, like, is it possible that Kenny was flirting with Cheryl? Oh, 100%. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I don't think Cheryl was flirting with Kenny. I think Kenny was flirting with Cheryl, and Mama Tina got jelly. Yeah. And like it's and, and she did the typical female thing where she hates the other woman instead of calling I, the dude out on his shit. Totally. I think it's within the realm of possibility even that Cheryl was a little bit flattered and, you know, got a little tickled by it. But I don't think she would have slept with the guy. No. I don't. Maybe. I mean, is that being No, she's too, way too into Josh. I think she's pretty into Josh. Yeah. Especially prison Josh. Yes. <laughs> as, as it turns out. Oh, man. She's just this whole like family reunion thing is so sad because Cheryl's just standing there with her arms crossed and like she's even mean to the kids when they ask her for the ketchup and she's like, go over there, get it on the table, there, get that's your what, own ketchup. That's what I would have said. There's the fucking, you know what red is, you dumbass? <laughs> Why are you even speaking to me? But Do you was- always just ask strangers for ketchups, you little cunts? Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> She was so nice to the kids at the zoo, though. Anyway. Ketchup is the most easily identifiable condiment. That's probably true. Dumb shits. Yeah. Tina's mean, but Cheryl's also mean. They're mean to each other. They're terrible to each other. And she tells, I mean, Mama Tina straight up goes to Josh right away and is like, I don't want Cheryl in my house, which is a dick move. It's her house. I guess. But like, can you give her a chance? What I mean, Cheryl sucks so bad. I, I don't even care about Mama Tina anymore. I feel like, I feel like she's totally reasonable. <laughs> I feel like Cheryl has been through some shit, though, some trauma. If it's true, what Josh says on oh, Facebook, girl needs therapy, yeah. not a convict husband. No, I agree. That's a terrible idea. But like, she needs therapy, and she needs like I don't know what her kids need. She needs to be with her kids. I guess. Yeah, she needs to put her kids first, as uh, Lacey's father says. We know that'll never happen. Um, so Cheryl, just impromptu, as the cake's being brought out, decides that she needs to get that tire fixed. I need my tire fixed. And demands that Josh go with her. Let's go right now. Like, if you want to leave because you're uncomfortable because Josh's mom is being a dick to you, go get your tire fixed by yourself. Why do you need Josh? You're tearing him away from his family, and they're going to use this against they're gonna, you. They're going to manipulate him without me there. Well, guess what? Josh is going to hang out with his family eventually without you, stupid Cheryl. I know. It's it's so bad. This is like 
textbook she's the dumbest. grossness this is the same type of shit that angela on 90 day fiance is trying to do to my cow separate him from his friends and family yeah to claim ownership of him it's for like all time classic isolationist like abusive tactic it's yeah. it's not healthy I don't know. I, Why does I, Josh leave? It's like I you're don't throwing. Know. They're throwing this entire party for you. Welcome back from prison, and then he just bones out. It's really concerning because he's like, I'm with Josh on this one. I gotta admit, and and his mom. Like he leaves this huge family celebration. He hasn't seen any of his family in years, and then he goes with Cheryl. Like why? And then go fix my tire. Cheryl taught, but this is what's really concerning. Cheryl starts talking about how she like fought for Josh on the inside. Well, he was on the inside and he talks about how he would want to go play prison basketball (laughs) and she would cry because he wasn't available for that. What one hour of the day? Like, doesn't she have a job and three kids? Like how can she expect somebody to be available all the time? She's not certainly cannot make herself available 24 seven. It's a psychosis. Yeah. She's completely nuts. Like, that's what Tina says. She's nuts. And it's true. She's a, a totally broken person. It's sad a little bit. Do you, Do you think, think it's, it's true? <laughs> oh, jinx. What were you going to say? Do you think it's true that her dad had her, on the, had her on the pole? I, I wonder. Like, that's I'm not dark. a therapist. We need 90 day gaze. That's fucking dark. It's dark. Think about, okay, let's assume it's true just for the sake of argument. And because this is a trash podcast, let's assume that her dad put her on the pole at 18 and then like took her stripper, basically pimped out his daughter as a stripper. That would be, that would explain some shit, right? It would explain her insecurities. (laughs) It would explain her distrust of men. Yeah. Her demanding like full on, you know, unrequited, loyalty about everything it oh that is so sad and that's why i don't hate cheryl because i feel there's got to be something in her past that really (laughs) fucked her up you know what i mean this isn't a lacy like personal decision thing this is like a there's something not right i still kind of hate her because she has so many fucking kids yeah that's that's shitty but and she has made a choice to effectively abandon her kids to the person that allegedly put her on the pole. And then Josh says that she had her ex-husband. She used to quote unquote, catch him cheating on her every day, all the time. I'm like, how many times does it take to say enough? Like maybe once you work through it, but every day for how long? Like that's pretty brazen on his part too. Shit. <laughs> I know that we got caught yesterday, but come over. <laughs> I can only imagine what a piece of shit this guy was. Oh my god, yeah. But oh man, that's just rough. just think that Cheryl thinks that he's worse than Josh. So just uh, <sighs> take that with you. Yeah, seriously, Josh. Again, like, don't get me wrong. Josh is a trash human who robbed a bank, but. Has he done anything on camera that's been particularly distasteful besides gaslighter a little bit like in the hotel? He's get, I mean, this entire time he's just been gaslighting her and kind you of, think? yeah, and stringing her along, but you're right. I mean, he's, he's still, um, a bit of a psycho without a doubt. And he's an idiot. 
And I have a hard time feeling like he actually is remorseful about what he's done. I don't think that he belongs in a society, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I, I get what you're saying in that in terms of like Cheryl is clearly the crazier, more manipulative and desperate one here. And it's, it's gross. I feel like at any moment, if Josh left Cheryl, he would be far better off and more likely to succeed in society. Because this is just like, it's such a roller coaster. Yeah. You know what that's, I mean? That's actually exactly uh, how Josh describes it. How, what did you think about their discussion about like, should we break up? Yes, but I don't. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What's the point? As Josh says, what is the point of this entire fucking show anymore? Don't know. Speaking of no point, you want to talk about Vince? <sighs> yeah. I, I like, hate Amber. I, I don't know. like her. Amber just continues to talk about the sketchy situation and put everything on Vince. And I'm like, girlfriend, you agreed to this. Like, why are you treating Vince like a con artist? Like, you were like, yeah. this doesn't add up. I'm like, you accepted his fucking ridiculous proposal. You were half at fault here. Totally. I like how she wakes up late and looks at her phone and says, fuck, as if she has anything to do. I know. Well, all. I think it's a, she <laughs> needs to be in her house for her. Oh. She has a bra- uh, ankle monitor on, doesn't she? Maybe you're right. Yeah, that's why she doesn't have anything to <laughs> I do. I thought it was like, oh no, my my social calendar. <laughs> this night at Magic City or whatever, by the way, that is a famous strip club. I got Apparently, so many DMs yeah. about it. That that is, how does she afford to go to this famous strip club? I guess when she was a meth, meth dealer, meth. she was, yeah, hashtag, a big deal. Hashtag adulting. By hashtag the way, meth. Amber's teeth are so good. There's no way she like did meth. I don't think she did. I think she just sold it. Yeah. Okay. So like that's how she was going to Magi- Magic adult, City before. Adulting. But like, okay, she's definitely into women. Definitely. Like more than men, if not exclusively. I think she'll swing any way that she gets like support and attention. Yeah. So apparently they get an Uber back to the Airbnb, her and Vince together. No, not not her and Vince. Oh, really? Her and Hercules. <laughs> Fucking Hercules. Amber sleeps in his Airbnb. Uh, face down in her in her clothing. In a separate room. Yeah. Vince yeah, is like, real, let's uh, let's have some coffee. So much sexual chemistry. Here. Oh my god! I not w- that not that I am like advocating that Vince should have taken advantage of her or something, but just like <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Amber seems so annoyed with him, like right off the bat, and like well, she's hung over. <laughs> yeah, and she's talking about the Mexican restaurant like lunch, and she's like that yesterday like six episodes ago. She's like, and yeah, she says yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, you had been filming for two freaking days. Like Seriously. we have only seen two days. This, of this is a Scott and Lizzie in the hotel room for 48 hours, and you have an entire season of television situation. She's like, I didn't even know your real name when you actually asked me to marry you. I don't have a major attachment to names. <laughs> Vince is like, well, I didn't know your whole story, your background. And she's like, why did you propose to me? Why did you propose? And I'm so glad that Vince said, why did you say yes? Yeah. Finally. Finally. He's at least has like one ball to like stand up 
to her. And he's like, I said yes because I thought I, we had a connection and, you know. We it, didn't have a connection. You were out for something. What is he out for? I don't know. That's I'm really confused by it. They've never, ex- by the way, her friend, what was her friend's name? Michelle? Well, the blonde yeah. one that was like the trashiest person I've ever seen on uh, the show, which is a huge statement. <laughs> that girl sucks. And she's now gotten worse into Amber's head. And whatever this like quote unquote like scam is that they're trying to pull on Amber, she doesn't have anything. What is the scam? I like the scam know. is like $250 in tax fraud, essentially. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And Vince seems it, fine. It seems like a lot of effort for 250 bucks a month in like a military stipend. He could have just like found a homeless guy and pulled right. the same scam for not like no effort, right? It's just, she's just like putting this all on Vince. Like you did this and you did this. I'm like, Amber, you were partaking in this entire I don't believe thing. for a second that Amber wasn't completely complicit in this, especially because of the puppy thing. Mm-hmm. Like him adopting puppy. I just don't believe that Amber didn't literally coordinate there in that entire thing. Cause I don't think Vince is talking to puppy. I think no. Vince is talking to Amber and Amber's like, well, you can, well, why don't you adopt puppy? I am a very unique type of person. <laughs> Vince is unique, but I don't think he's a bad guy. Vince has shown zero evidence that he's a bad person. <clears throat> Do you agree? Uh, <sighs> he lied to his grandma. Big deal. Maybe he doesn't want to tell grandma about his convict girlfriend yet. I don't see that as... He didn't lie to his mom. I think this whole tax like adoption thing is really bizarre. And I'm not sure if it crosses the line into Vince is a bad person, but it's clearly, to me at least, I know some people have said this is completely legitimate and people do this all the time, but I think given what his motives for doing it are, I think it is, to me, it's total fraud. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's true. He's like, deep, to, to me, he's defrauding the government. He's defrauding the government, but he is not being malicious or harmful to any individual person. Now, on the love after lockup um, <laughs> scale, he's kind of down there. He's yeah. like in the bottom 50% of complete psychos. Yeah. Now, in terms of his personality, like, I don't know, man. There's something about Vince that... Uh, and I, we are the people that said Colt seemed normal at first to us. Something about Vince just makes me feel like he'll strangle someone. Like without a second thought. Like he's thought. burying some emotions because he's so monotone. Yeah, like he'll just snap and Maybe. kill someone with a shopping cart. Oof, that's rough. I don't know. I, I'm i just saying that we haven't seen any besides you the fraud in the YouTube government. You videos? <sighs> yes, he's gross and he breathes heavy and he seems creepy, but I'm saying he hasn't shown any objective evidence of being malicious or violent or bad to individual people. I'm just saying people. people that are that incapable of operating in a society. I don't know. I guess time will tell. Yes, it will. And that's it. He is a unique person. He is a unique person. I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for him. I'm. This is going to come bite me in the ass. I already know it. <laughs> <sighs> I wish him and everyone else on this show all the happiness in the world. I don't. I don't wish any of these people happiness. <laughs> Except for Alex. No, I'm just kidding. I hope they all convert to Islam. Yeah, me too. And go after. live in Arab. Yeah. 
<laughs> go live in Saudi Saudi Arabica. I feel like I want to like teach Glorietta to be smarter. I. What is a show that we could watch after we watch a Love After Lockup? That's just like a palate cleanser. Oh, I watch the challenge. That's, I say the yeah. challenge is my palate cleanser. Totally, because those people are like dumb. Some, not all of them are dumb, but they're like hot dumb dumbs, and they're right. and they're like athletically like incredible. Totally, and and they're and there's, strategic. There's in a rarely smart way. like crimes being committed on camera. <laughs> no, they're just like battling each other out yeah. for like who can carry the most weight the quickest in a jungle in thailand did you see that the challenge subreddit is completely on fire no about what it, i don't i can't i don't have time to follow this oh you don't no it basically just a mod went completely berserk and like deleted like demodded everyone deleted every post in the entire sub and it's <gasps> just like completely a total train wreck right oh now. shit I, if we ever have time and i'm not saying we ever will to do a, one more podcast freaking challenge we should we should do it in between classic seasons yeah we should it this world the world war of the worlds season two is incredible television i i love it so much i really do fucking love the challenge that's it (laughs) random (laughs) anyway go to patreon.com slash reality cray cray if you want more content ad free content extended and bonus episodes thanks guys thank you bye